dumb of the uh, season five, week eleven, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening this evening. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hi, Joel. What's up? This is Sam. I'm broadcasting live from, we're not live, but I'm broadcasting from Brooklyn, New York. Um, Beyond the grave. uh, Right, yeah. Where uh, it feels like, it feels like fake spring has sprung. Like, I feel like we're going to get another winter blast here, but it's been pretty nice. Uh, Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston. Um... Yeah, it's also feeling pretty good here, but um, everything feels a little warm when baseball's back, and baseball is back, baby. Woo! <sighs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, uh, again, my name is Joel. I'm from Champaign, Illinois. Very nice day here, also. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be having a conversation about your old friend, Tommy John Surgery and its position in baseball. So, with that, I'm going to kick it over to Eli. He will introduce the topic, and then we will dive in deep. So, Eli, tell us about this mysterious thing. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Uh, We're talking Tommy John surgery today, also known technically as ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction. Hope I got that right. Yep. Um, This is essentially a a surgery that's done to the elbow of pitchers and the current estimate that was thrown out on the, on the radio the other day is that one in every three pitchers has undergone this surgery, undergone this surgery rather. It, it essentially takes a tendon from somewhere else in a patient's body and it is replaced back into the elbow, which allows pitchers to extend their careers beyond what would have otherwise would have otherwise ended had this surgery not existed. It's named after a pitcher named Tommy John, who was the first person to get the surgery. And since then, it's just grown in popularity like crazy. Like we said before, so many pitchers in the MLB have done it, but you see this now college and even high school and even younger people are doing this to really strengthen that muscle and allow them to throw in what is an otherwise unnatural motion of the arm. Anyways, we just thought we'd dive a little deeper into what it is that is so effective about this surgery and and how, if at all, it's changing the game. You get this other tendon, right? So these pitchers are pitching and twerking their elbows at crazy, unnatural, not, you know... Human beings should not pitch a baseball, right? You should not do that with your elbow, let alone do it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So they put ridiculous amount of strength on tendon in their elbow. And Eli, you said you replace that tendon with a different tendon from elsewhere in your body, either from your other elbow, or sometimes I think they said your calf, um, although I'm not sure about that. But my favorite part was that you can also have these tendons donated by cadavers. So can you imagine that? Like putting that on your organ donor card? Like, yes, and if I should die tragically in a motorcycle accident, I would like to dedic- 
skate my, you know, donate my elbow tendon to Steven Strasburg, please. <laughs> Have him put it in there so I can live on forever in, in fame and glory as Steven Strasburg's reconstructed elbow. Right. In addition to Steven Strasburg, just to give listeners an idea of how prevalent this surgery is, um, DeGrom, who of course was the NL Cy Young winner last year, he got the surgery done in, um, what was it, 2012, I think? And um, Adam Wainwright, who of course was spectacular pitcher for the Cardinals for a long time, got it done in 2012. Strasburg, John Schmoltz had it done. Um, David Wells. I mean, you name it, pretty much the pitchers that have been around and who have been successful for a long time over the course of their careers had it done at one point or another. Sometimes multiple times, which is kind of crazy to think about, too. I read uh, the official most uh, Tommy John surgeries is held by a Korean... Hong Chi Kuo, who has had it four times. Yeah. That just doesn't... It's an outpatient surgery, though. It's not actually a very major... I mean, as far as operations go, it's still a surgical procedure, but it's outpatient. You can walk in the clinic and walk out the same day. And it's not just pitchers who get this, too. I kind of feel like it's most commonly associated with pitchers, but a lot of position players have gotten it, too. And the recovery time it's like a minor surgery but recovery time's like a full year for pitchers at least right to get back it's to like pitch. to get back to like playing games it's uh-huh. a, it's an entire year of recovery for pitchers anyway and that's you know that's not nothing in the span of a professional sports career one year is kind of a lot yes <clears throat> what's crazy about it is that it's become so popular or it did in you know there's been sort of a campaign to better educate people about the pros and cons of it but for a while people believe that it made you throw the ball harder and faster um which was only true if you were throwing the ball slower as a result of the injury but it wasn't like if you threw 90 and then you got hurt and had the tommy john surgery that you would come back throwing 95 right I think if I was to get Tommy John surgery, I'd probably get like a cow tendon put in, <laughs> you know, just like something really big. And then I could probably throw a lot faster. So I wonder if that's illegal. I wonder if they've like thought of that and it's like, no, that's performance enhancing surgery. You can't do that. <laughs> right. But that's going to be the next step, right? Performance enhancing surgery. Right. This is a next step towards our cyborg future, which I'm excited about. Honestly. You think that, Pro sports are going to be on the front lines of the cyborg revolution. I hope so. <clears throat> but Eli is right. I mean, this is an interesting thing about medical misconceptions that you had parents of kids in high school and college going to trainers, going to doctors, saying, Hey, doc, can my kid have Tommy John surgery? And the doctor's like, What? No. Your elbow is fine because they think that the surgery itself will make them be able to throw baseballs faster. It, it, that's not how it works. It's not, you know, putting on the mask or something like that. It's not literally putting a cannon in your arm. 
Yeah, it's 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 so crazy to think about how many people go through this surgery, though. It's almost become integrated with the game itself. I mean, you know, Otani, our boy Otani, he just had it done. Didi Gregorius, yeah. shortstop for the Yankees, he had it done. Um, Johnny Cato, of course, who was a former NA, uh, NL Cy Young winner from, I don't know, what, three, four years ago? Um, and these are just, you know, the more recent ones. The list, if you go online, goes, is just... It's a thousand years. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it's been more and more... I feel like more and more people are getting it as as the years go on. And one theory for that is the reason the reason for that is more competitive youth baseball. That these guys are actually starting to play competitive baseball at a very, very early age and were given a lot of in the case of pitchers, they're pitching a lot at young ages. So by the time they get to the major leagues, they've already got that additional strain put on their pitching arm. That's right. one well, what about, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just like, what? what's the deal with pitchers like Cy Young or all these pitchers back in the day that would throw like 300 pitches four days a week? Like they would just start most of the games in the week. Like, did they all need Tommy John surgery or like? Prob- probably. <laughs> right. And they were just uh, weren't throwing the ball as hard. Probably, or they were throwing the ball and in an insane amount of pain every time they threw the ball. Right. And that was probably being treated with opium. Right, morphine and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And, like, really large, like, Looney Tunes-sized cigars, you know? (laughs) Yes. Um, I did watch the... 30 for 30, the ESPN 30 for 30 on this, which uh, I would not recommend, by the way. I feel like I did not learn very much at all about the medical, like the medical side of it, which is what I was actually interested in. But the stuff I did find interesting about the documentary was the surgeon who conceived and performed the operation in 1974, Dr. Frank Job. He was a Dodgers, like the Dodgers doctor right and he hung around the Dodgers and he was actually buddies with Tommy John the guy who actually had the first surgery uh conducted on him in 1974 and the funny thing about this Dr. Frank Job who just died a few years ago is that he sounds like a RIP he sounds like a total badass he was a uh airborne uh paratrooper in the Normandy invasion and like got captured by the Germans during the Normandy invasion, and later fought in the Battle of the Bulge at Bastogne, and he was a medic also in the war. Um, I don't know, I just, like, this guy sounds like he has a badass life. And then you get to go to be a surgeon for the L.A. Dodgers in the 60s and 70s. I'm assuming... Yeah, sounds okay. Yeah, probably do a lot of cocaine, get to hang out with famous baseball players cut their arms open. Right, movie stars. And Probably. movie stars, yeah. yeah. Yeah, can you imagine that conversation with Tommy John? He's like, hey man, I want to go in and cut a tendon from another part of your body and go put it into your arm. 
And if it's successful, I'll name it after you. Yeah. And Tommy's right. like, okay. Right. No, first he was probably like, and then I'm going to name it after me. And Tommy John was like, yeah. Meh, I don't know, man. That sounds pretty risky. And he's like, okay, I'll name it after yeah. you. Yeah. <clears throat> so just a little aside, Joel really dislikes people with two first names. So how do you feel about this guy, Tommy John, Joel? I don't like him. Yeah. yeah, he was like they gave him a lot of airtime in the documentary. I kept seeing any his big. He's got a real big chin. He looks like a base. You know, he's in his sixties now, but yeah, I don't like his face. <laughs> right, or his name. <laughs> or his name. There's lots, lots I don't like. Was chin. <laughs> yeah. Well, to give you an idea as to how much popular this has gotten among younger athletes. There's a report that came out in 15, um, so it's a little dated, but it showed that the procedure for 15 to 19-year-olds um, increased from 79 in every 100,000 athletes um, in 2007 to 106 per 100,000 athletes in 2011. Huh. See, and my hypothesis my my hypothesis is that those numbers will go down i think as younger players and basically younger institutions high schools colleges the minor leagues learn more about how to manage their pitchers we will see that number at least plateau and possibly descend because we're already seeing it in the major leagues we're seeing this very strict limits placed on innings pitched and this is why and now i predict that you can see the trickle down effect of minor league teams colleges and high schools limiting pitchers innings to prevent this kind of injury i disagree with that i think that what you also disagree yeah i think okay the, yeah, the so limiting good. the limiting of pitchers innings in baseball in the pros has absolutely nothing to do with like trying to save them from Tommy John surgery. I uh, feel like, I feel like Tommy John surgery does nothing to deter, like to diminish the value of a player, except for that year that they miss case in point being Steven Strasburg, who got signed to a huge extension while he was like rehabbing from Tommy John surgery. And then this year, the Red Sox giving a big contract to Nate Ivaldi, who just got came back from Tommy John surgery last year. So it's not like right. And so the I think that teams limit their pitchers' innings because they have a you know sabermetric number that's like if once this pitch pitcher hits two hundred innings, his ERA jumps up one point like they just get tired and they have a number for that so uh-huh. they're like we're just trying to keep this guy under this amount of innings because if he pitches this amount of innings in this amount of time then he's gonna suck for the rest of the year basically okay i see what you're saying yeah i'll also take that a, a bit for, further too about the, this idea of it trickling down uh-huh. uh you know while in the mlb you may be making meticulous decisions that all largely revolve around protecting the asset. Anything before professional sports is a crapshoot, right? You're going to try 
as hard as you can to stand out and get noticed and to uh, make it to the big show so that you can become one of those assets that's protected. And one of the contributing factors to uh, the need for Tommy John surgery is overuse, fastballs with velocity over 80 miles per hour, curveballs, and sliders uh, for pitchers before the age of 14, which is, you know, really about the time that kids are starting the circuit of trying to get noticed by scouts. Right. It really does start that early. And so you have a lot of these kids who have built up this dream of going to the MLB and um, they're going to throw their arms out as, you know, to get there, which is probably why you'll continue to see that number increase. And I wonder, you know, it's like, is there something that can be done so that, you know, you're not incentivizing younger pitchers right. to kill themselves? And I'm not sure that the, I have an answer or anyone has an answer to that other than Tommy John surgery. <laughs> well, and, and getting back to the, the mythology of it, like, yeah, it's a low risk surgery, but it's not a zero risk surgery. And there's never a guarantee that you will come back as good as you were before. And that was part of, you know, it's called Tommy John because not only was he the first guy to do it, but he came back, quote unquote, better than he was before. He, he had a much better career post-surgery than he did pre-surgery, which I think contributed to the idea that it somehow makes you better at throwing a baseball when it does. Right. Do you think his teammates called him TJ? No, uh, no. I do. Okay. Probably. Were the Dodgers good in the 70s? They were, weren't they? Yeah. So then when they had, like, well, Sandy Koufax? I think Sandy Koufax was earlier. Yeah. I'm looking it up, though, because I'm actually curious now. Because I think Sandy Koufax was, um, uh, he was the one who went, he, his, his line was, hey, Doc, how come you didn't, give that to me or something like that 10 years earlier. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. So fucked up PTSD style. Yeah. <laughs> it's My head not, shook so bad I couldn't do not, surgery on anyone. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I know that... A quick search of, on the internet of success rates of Tommy John surgery, right? It's like between 80 and 90 percent which is pretty high for you know a, i feel like a surgery an outpatient surgery in uh in 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 sports so you know if, if it was between never throwing again and 80 to 90 percent that you could get back to where you were that's pretty pretty sexy for someone who's chasing their dream I yeah. also would say that that number is probably higher at the professional level and lower at the non-professional level. Like, if that's the average number for all Tommy John surgeries, I'd say, like, you know, if you're a major league pitcher, your success rate for that surgery is, like, closer to 100%. Because you have all of the sort of facilities for rehabbing back from that. Right. right. And kids are just getting it done in the back out. <laughs> right. No, or they're just going to the doctor and they, like, can't afford a good, you know, physical therapist. And they're like, 
just immediately jacking off because they're teenagers, you know. <laughs> There's that dude in the locker room who's like sells steroids and also performs Tommy. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a, I'm he's imagining a senior. Like, he's a senior. It's fine. <laughs> I imagine the Futurama scene where the guys in the back alley like, what do you want? You want attended? I got attended. Here, here's my table. <laughs> I'll take two. Oh, dude, Bill Buckner was on the 1974 L.A. Dodgers. Well, should have kept them. Yeah. So the here's here's another question, which gets back to something that you raised, Joel. Um, this is obviously a surgery that is unnaturally keeping people in the game, right? We can all agree on that. Like, sure. if it didn't. If it didn't. If it didn't exist, people's careers would end and we may not have, you know, we wouldn't have the DeGrom of 2018, even though I thought he was shit. <laughs> Brandon Wokeman. Right. So you, you're getting all these performances out of people and that's baseball. I mean, that's free baseball for us, right? We would have never but, seen that happen, per, arguably otherwise. Do you think that we'll see... Other things like this in our lifetime where there are surgeries that, you know, keep people pitching beyond sort of that age of 35 to 40 that they disappear or catchers, you know, with robotic knees. Right. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. Is that something that we should come to expect in the future of sports? I yeah. would get, if I was a catcher, I would get a surgery that made my knees bend like chickens, so backwards, <laughs> and then it would be so much easier to squat, probably, you know? <laughs> I would I just get they... my knees put on backwards, and then it's like a more natural, like, sit-down motion, you know? God! can throw a ball from home plate to second base. Right. Should do it too. Cause it's and just like shitting out an egg at the same time because of the <laughs> exertion, you know? <laughs> you, you just say you want to be a chicken man. Well, if I was a catcher, I would definitely go chicken, chicken leg. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, they should all just do TB12 and then they'd be fine. I don't know what they're complaining about. Right. I think you, Dovish, I think that. MLB needs to figure out what their policy is going to be. Because I think there's a little bit of hypocrisy if you're saying, hey, these substances that you're putting in your body specifically to try to extend your career, uh, who was that? I mean, maybe Henry Ramirez, but who was the older guy who got suspended last season? for uh, Robinson Cano? Robinson Cano, yeah. If they're going to Robinson Cano and saying, hey, you're not allowed to try to artificially extend your career by putting these substances in your body. But these other guys are trying to artificially extend their careers by getting the surgical procedure done. That's cool. I think it's possible that MLB may run into a roadblock if we start seeing more and more surgical operations designed to extend player careers. Well, I mean... Okay, sorry. Well, my thought being, are you injured or are you trying to artificially extend your career? I don't 
know. I mean, I guess you all enjoyed your tendons messed up. Go ahead, Sam. I'm not sure what. <clears throat> well, I just steroids. People take steroids for a lot of reasons. Sometimes it's to extend their career. Sometimes it's to like get better after an injury faster. But a lot of the times it's just because it makes you stronger, which makes you better at sports. So it's like it's not like Tommy John surgery. It's not like the chicken leg surgery which would give you an unfair advantage over people who like didn't spring for the chicken leg surgery. It's like you maybe get back to where you were before, but maybe not. It's not like, it's it's not like the, the urban legend, Tommy John surgery that makes you throw faster. Right. Um, It's just maybe gives you a chance to come back. Do you think that if Tommy John surgery did allow you to, throw harder that it wouldn't be so socially acceptable in the game it, there might be rules against it yeah yeah i mean you think you would think that there were, would be or that people would be getting it when they didn't need it right which what you thought that happening the right. south african guy with the blades for legs who ended up like motoring his girlfriend or something terrible oh yeah that was the, that. That's kind of what I'm picturing, right? Like, did that guy have an unfair advantage because he had, you know, blades for legs? And what would MLB do about something like that situation? Oscar Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe that's not applicable, but I think it is. I think that's what the conversation we're having. Yeah, a new theory. Maybe the. Tommy John surgery lobby has been pushing the the idea hard that it doesn't give you better performance afterwards when in fact it does and you know but maybe they saw that as like one potential uh hindrance to their businesses being successful as if they had to like say oh no this is going to make you superhuman strong because <laughs> Ivaldi came back from that, and he was—I mean, I guess he threw hard beforehand, but damn, he was throwing a hundred pretty much every time he threw the ball, and it was just like, yeah, that looks like a new arm. <laughs> he guy—he went out and got himself a new arm. Right. Side side note: I've just been like slowly scrolling through this list. I'm on number five hundred forty-seven of guys who've gotten Tommy John surgery, <laughs> and. uh Two of the White Sox big prospects, Dylan Seath and Michael Kopech, have both already had Tommy John surgery. And I was just wondering if there's some kind of stigma when you're looking at prospects of being like, oh, geez, this guy's only 20 years old and he's already had Tommy John. Like, what are the odds that he's going to hold up for 10 more years? No, I think that I think, like Sam said, that there's just no, there's no, um, there's no stigma surrounding that surgery. Right. People really don't see it as a, a negative. I mean, of course, you're taking a risk, but think about it this way: is like if they get it done, then the liability is arguably behind you, unless they need to get it done again. But right. um, you almost would want someone who's already had Tommy John surgery. To- then you know that one year gap is definitely in the in the rear view your rear view, rear view mirror. Right. Yeah. 
and that they have like a pig tendon in their arm, so they're good yeah. to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is there any other procedure, anything like this in any sport that you guys can think? I mean, it's not even like in football when someone tears their ACL. That's bad. But that's one that's one instance, right? One one play goes wrong and the guy tears his ACL and he has to get coded off the field. Tony right. Khan is unique in that it's the the result of repetitive uh, stress on the elbow from the unnatural movement of pitching. In which it's more like the concussion issue in football. Right. Concussion issue in football and like catcher's knees. Yeah. Um, Offensive and defensive linemen's knees. Those things wear out so right. fast. Right. Yeah. And then you just have like bone grinding on bone. Yeah. Like a 600 pound man, Eloy Jimenez, just grinding his bones together. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but now I'm thinking of Eloy Jimenez as literally. The giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. Right, yeah. yeah. Grind your bones to make my bread. Bone flour. <laughs> that, that's kind of flour. Right. Yeah. Gluten-free, just <laughs> FYI. Um, yeah, mostly I guess I'm coming along. Here's, this is where this conversation is headed towards me. I'm thinking that Tommy John surgery is great. We should keep doing it and let the players do it. And that really the NFL should get their shit together and stop destroying their players' bodies without recourse. Right. They should just invent Tommy John brain surgery. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where you just take a brain from a different part of your body and put it in your regular brain, and then you can get way more concussions. (laughs) The old ass way. Exactly. That's why God gave us two. Left brain, right brain. Can't wait for chicken leg surgery. Yeah, Yeah. chicken leg surgery. I'd go with kangaroo surgery. If you get chicken leg surgery and then, like, cat eye sunglasses, imagine how intimidating you'd be. You know what I mean? You're, being You're just, really- like, taking your lead at first base, scratching at the dirt, trying to get the bugs out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you'd be such a good uh, catcher, though. You could see everything. Yeah. We, yeah. Are, we are headed for the C block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, but is there any, ma- is there any point? I guess I, I'm trying to make a grand... Some, somebody summed this up. Did we decide anything? Uh, Tommy John surgery could be the tip of the iceberg in terms of surgeries that extend athletes' professional careers. We're yeah. unsure whether or not that's a good or bad thing. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, what we call the B block, where we try to stay on one topic, but sometimes we talk about chicken leg surgeries. I don't know. Uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, uh, find us on Apple iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast, Dump on the Ump. Give us a rating and a review. We will read it on the air. Also, you can check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash umpinhemp. You can also, umpinhemp. Also, facebook.com slash dump on the ump, all one word, all lowercase. Tweet at us at dump on the ump and let us know what you think. What kind of weird 
cyborgian surgery would you have to make you better at sports? Um, Alright, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joel for Sam and Eli. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.